Well, hello, Toowoomba. Welcome to episode 43 of the Talking Toowoomba podcast, proudly supported by Recognition Plus. Put your name where it counts. From promo gear and trophies to name badges, they will help you be seen. This week, we were invited to visit the RSPCA at World Camp. And wow, what a facility they have out there. For those who knew Vanity Street, there is just no comparison. We hear about the great work they do and how you can get involved and their Santa Paws photos is on this coming weekend. News of the week. Well, the second Leaders in Business Small Business Christmas Party has happened and it was great for all of us that are solo or small business owners to get together for a few drinks and some social networking. Thanks, Terry Adams-Mund, for all your hard work. The Spotted Cow is now open again after the new owners have put their stamp on it. So great to see an institution in Toowoomba trading again. The Toowoomba Christmas Lights Reimagined has kicked off and there is much to see in and around the CBD. See the links on our show page to maps and addresses of windows to see. Next week, we will cover our Top 10 Residential Christmas Lights in Toowoomba, so stay tuned for that. Remember, the Loads of Love Appeal is on again. Just fill a bag with some non-perishable items and drop back to the donation points. Grand Central, Heritage Branches, Harvey Norman and the Chamber of Commerce and many more is where you can get involved. You can also drop off food donations for our furry friends at the Robertson Scaniel office in Hume Street or the RSPCA Op Shop. Now let's get on with the show. Today, Joni and I visited the RSPCA Centre out at Will Camp, and I've got the privilege of not only having a, a good look around, but I've got Gillian here, who's a Community Engagement Officer with the RSPCA, and we're going to have a bit of a chat about the RSPCA and what it does. Good morning, Gillian. Good morning, Shane. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now... Just for those who are listening, you are going to hear a bit of a tinkling in the background every now and again. That's because Jodie's doing a very important job, and that is she's keeping three little kittens entertained that are here in Gillian's office while we have our chat. So it's no need to adjust anything. It's just Jodie playing with the kittens. Gillian, what a great job. You get to have kittens in your office. Yeah, I do. It's pretty fantastic. I've got three kittens in the office and another cat at the moment that we're working with and a whinging puppy outside the door by the sounds of that. So hopefully that's not disturbing the audio too much. No, but I think it's going to provide a nice little backdrop for what we're doing and talking to everybody here. Now, let's let's talk a few facts and figures for a minute. The RSPCA, we know, does good work and we'll, we'll get into what the RSPCA does in a second, but figure-wise... How many animals across Queensland do you think the RSPCA gets involved with on a yearly basis? Yeah, so I've only just started with the RSPCA and I was shocked when I started to hear what the actual figure was, which is 52,000 animals that we support across Queensland each year um, through our various centres. Um, And 26,000 of those are actually our native wildlife. So looking after Uh, a lot of the koalas that were impacted by the bushfires in January and different birds and uh, kangaroos and all different types of species that we look after. 
So it's no day is the same in this job, is it? Oh, definitely not. You know, I've had the kittens for the last two days. Before that, it was a dog in this office. It's um, always changing. There's always um, different animals coming in. And here in uh, Toowoomba, we look after everything from your domestic cats and dogs right through to the more unusual ones like the goose we had a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting when we, when we were walking around having a bit of a look and you were telling us that you had one goose here and it wasn't me. <laughs> What's... What's predominantly, from the viewpoint of the public, what do you think they may not realise happens here at WellCamp in the RSPCA centre? I think it might come down to the amount of time that we actually do spend with the animals. When an animal comes in, it's not just a matter of doing a quick check and then putting them up for adoption. We do spend quite a lot of time working with them and doing behaviour assessments to find out what kind of home they're going to be suitable for um, before they are put up for adoption. So sometimes for animals that might be a quick, you know, two weeks, but for some other animals that might need a bit of help and getting that confidence to find a new home, um, it could take them, you know, weeks or months to, to get to that point. So there's a lot of work that happens day to day with our animals, uh, just the day to day tasks that we have to do from cleaning and walking and feeding and playing with them. Enrichment's very important to us. And, but we do want to make sure that they go to beautiful homes where they can get the love and support that they need. Yeah, I found it interesting We've been a bit lucky, folks. We, we've sort of been taken some areas where the public generally doesn't go. And there was a, a little room, for want of a better way of putting it, that you said have cameras installed in it. Mm. And you actually film the animals, how they interact with other animals and humans and that sort of thing. So it's something that you take for on very seriously and you, you focus on mm. working what's best for the animal to then be able to place the animal within a good home. Yeah. Those behaviour assessments are really important because um, they help us determine, you know, whether or not they're going to be suitable to go to a home with another animal or with cats or dogs, um, birds. Or It also makes sure that we can check if they're going to be okay around children, um, which a lot of people are looking for a family dog. Okay. So obviously that is a lot of work for a lot of people to have to do. Now, we know there's, there's a certain number of paid staff here, but you rely very heavily also on volunteers, don't you? Yeah, the volunteering is a huge part of our organisation and we wouldn't be able to function or go through the capacity of the animals that we, we have here without their support. Um, we might only have at tops four staff on during the day and that's to look after you know anywhere from 50 dogs to about the same in cats. So it's a lot of work for us. And at the moment we are getting busier, but it's still not our busiest season yet. And yeah, those volunteers make up a huge part of um, our workforce and helping us clean out the pens and feed the dogs and make sure that they get their nice walks in, in the morning. So we've got people here from around seven each morning um, to start that. And Usually by about 10 o'clock, we've been able to get through all of that work um, and can open to the public. If someone is thinking, okay, I'm thinking of getting a dog or a cat, they can come down here to the RSPCA and not only look at a dog or a cat that they could adopt, but you can also help them and educate them in what's involved in taking on the responsibility of a dog or a cat, correct? 
That's right. We want to make sure that we set people up for success. Um, we want them to have a, a loving animal in their home and we want to make sure that the animal is also going to get the care that it needs. So if there's questions, we're more than happy to answer them. There's no such thing as a silly question. And we want to make sure that you've got all of the the tools and the resources to, to go forward with having a happy animal in the home. In basic, I, I think it's important quite often to have a, an animal in the home because I think it helps with your own well-being, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. During COVID, we actually saw an increase in adoptions with people being at home. They wanted that companion animal. Um, and we were a bit worried that with restrictions easing and people going back into the workplace that we may see those animals actually come back to us, people not being able to look after them with their busy schedules. But that hasn't been the case. So people have made some really good conscious decisions about um, bringing an animal into their house and yeah, obviously are having a beautiful time. They don't need to come back. <laughs> which is good. Now, coming, we're, we're heading towards Christmas, which generally I'm, I'm assuming is a, is a busy time of year for you, particularly mm. perhaps just after Christmas. Yeah. Um, what sort of advice would you give to someone who's thinking of giving a pet to someone as a Christmas present, which is a great idea, mm. but you need to do a little bit of homework, don't you? Yeah, I, I'm not sure that a pet should always be um, a complete surprise. It's definitely <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, don't, I'll don't go along with that. Um, the grandchildren with one, you might be good to check with um, the mum and dad first. <laughs> but no, it's always good to just make sure that you have checked with that household that you might be giving the pet to 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 make sure that they actually do have the capacity and the want to look after an animal. But also, it, we always encourage people to adopt and not shop. There's beautiful animals out there that just want some love and care and they might not be the prettiest looking dogs although or cats, but we think they are. Well, I must admit on our walk this morning, I didn't see any any animal that I couldn't fall in love with. In fact, I had to drag Jodie away from a couple of cages. No, they're, they're all pretty beautiful in their own way. They all have their little personalities. So it's just about finding the right fit for, for the family. Um, and again, just making sure that they're, they're happy to take on that responsibility. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed in some of the areas that we, we looked at. You, you know, there's, there's an area for you to come in sit down with with the dog or the cat for example and you get to play with them for what a better term and you get to know them and they get to know you and so it becomes a really good match doesn't it yeah that time to actually um, interact with the animal is really important and if you have animals at home already that they're going to need to be introduced to we encourage you to bring them in so that they can have that time in a controlled environment to actually meet and greet one another to make sure that when you go home, you, you're not going to have the issue of, you know, the new puppy not getting along with the cat that's already in the house. I just had a, a funny thought pop into my head then. It's a pity we can't do that when we bring babies home from the hospital, <laughs> isn't it? It, it? it might stop a bit of sibling rivalry later on in life. One of the things of that's very obvious is that you guys – I do a fantastic job, but also you rely very heavily on support from the community and from business because you basically need to be funded. You're not an organisation that makes money left, right and centre. So what what's ways of getting involved? 
Well, just in fact on the the funding thing as well, a lot of people have this misconception that we are fully government funded, which we're not. We receive about 4% in funding each year and uh, the other 96% we rely on from the community to help us raise. So that's either community members holding fundraising events or businesses um, giving us sponsorship. So it's very important for us that we have that support. And that's why throughout the year we hold different fundraising events so that we can try and encourage people to help us raise funds and, you know, cover our expenses, which never go away even during COVID times. And and also that we've, you know, can continue to increase our services. So we're coming up towards Christmas. Have you got something special coming up for Christmas time that people can get involved in that's going to help you raise some funds for the for the centre? Yeah, we love Christmas here. Um, So uh, on the 11th and 12th of December at our Toowoomba Op Shop, which is on Ruthven Street, we'll actually be holding our Santa Paws photos. Um, So this is an opportunity for you to bring all of the family, all the four-legged friends as well, down to the Op Shop for a family photo. Or it could just be your dog or cat tribe on their own. But yeah, we're encouraging people to dress up and have a family photo and support us at the same time. Well, that's a great idea. That that'd make a great Christmas gift, wouldn't it? As well, a, a nice family photo with the fur fur family as well. Yeah, that's right. And this year we're making it a little bit easier. So um, Harvey Norman are coming down to help us take the photos, and then you can actually visit the uh, Harvey Norman store and get your family photo printed for free. Oh, that that sounds great. So that's at the op shop in. Ruffin Street. Yeah, so it's uh, Shop 1, 900 Ruffin Street. It's right next to Downs Framing Studio in the Harvey Norman complex. Now, what else have you got tucked up your sleeve? Oh, we've got a few things, yes. Um, so we've also got our Guardian Angel appeal happening at the moment. Um, so people can drop into our animal care centre out here or at the op shop and buy a Christmas ball ball, which will be a donation to RSPCA, which will help us support animals in need through the Christmas period. If we've got some businesses out there that are thinking that they'd like to help out, what what sort of options can you offer the business community to get behind and support the RSPCA? Well, we've actually got a local business who have taken up the task of helping us out this year. The Robertson Scannell Financial on Hume Street are actually holding a donation drive for us at the moment. So people can donate to RSPCA either with cash or they can bring in items that are really useful to us. So things such as canned dog and cat food, dry dog cat food as well. Bird seeds also um, really helpful because we do get a few birds come through. And then we always are looking for more blankets, towels, sheets, those kind of things so that we can um, have those as bedding for the animals. So yeah, if anybody's interested in, in donating to that, there's a few donation points around town, but you can also drop it into our op shop when you come in to have a shop. So what? What sort of things have we got at the op shop? Yeah, so our op shop isn't like a lot of the other sort of facilities around the place. We do have those secondhand items, but we do also have some new items that have been donated to us. We can sell to try and and make a little bit more money. And we also have a range of um, giftware and smelly candles and diffusers and things like that. So it's not just all secondhand items at that store. So we do really encourage people to go down and have a look and buy some a new dog collar or have some pieces of furniture for the new house or something like that. 
Yeah, and the beauty of that is they're actually helping the RSPCA by providing some much-needed funds for them. Is there anything you would like to add to our chat today? I really do encourage the community to come out and have a look at our new well camp facility. It is really beautiful in comparison to what we had at Vanity Street. And I think it's important that people can come out and have a look and see exactly the work that we do out here. We are open to the public from Wednesday to Sunday at the moment. We are closed Monday, Tuesday, but encourage people to come out and especially with the school holidays, it's a good way for the kids to run around and blow off some steam and have a cute cuddle with some kittens and puppies at the same time. And that's beneficial for the the kittens and the puppies to get a little bit of extra attention while they're waiting to go to their forever home. Yeah, that's right. We Enrichment's all about playing and we are constantly trying to play as much as we can with the animals, Um, but we, we do get busy. So it's great to have the community come out and give them some cuddles and um, some love at the same time too. Now, how are you for volunteers? Yeah, volunteers is always a tricky area. We are a bit out of town, so people need to be able to either drive out here or be dropped off at the moment. But we we are always looking for people to come and help us with those day-to-day jobs, but also with um, some of our community engagement activities that we'd like to do next year, which we're looking at having quite a full calendar. So we need people who can help us with things like barbecues and market days, our fundraising events, such as Million Paws Walk and Cupcake Day So if anybody's interested in volunteering, um, we're more than happy to talk to them about what the options are. There's quite a lot. So if you're needing to get some experience maybe in admin or in the events sector or with animals, we're more than happy to, to work with you to find a volunteer experience that's going to benefit you and us at the same time. All about the community coming together and supporting each other. Yeah, it's important that we all work together and we're all trying to to do the right thing for our community and for the animals that are in the community as well. So if we can all work together, I think it's fantastic. And we've been really fortunate this year to uh, be able to go out to some of the schools and talk to them and educate their students on things like responsible pet ownership and being bite aware so that they don't get bitten by dogs and things like that in the streets. So I think it's just all about working together and finding everybody's strengths and and using that to to help. Gillian, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast this morning. I've thoroughly enjoyed, and I'm sure Jodie has, she's still playing with the kittens, by the way. We've thoroughly enjoyed coming and seeing this magnificent centre. I can understand everybody would be very proud to be here because it's a big step up from the previous facility. And we all as the community of Toowoomba need to get behind you and support you as much as we can. So thanks for your time. And I look forward to having a few more chats with you in the future. Yeah, thanks so much for having us on today, Shane. And yeah, hopefully we'll be doing a couple more of these as we go forward. What's On brought to you by the Toowoomba Regional Council. Tuesday the 8th of December, Canvas Coworking holds the Toowoomba Entrepreneurs Breakfast at the Parkhouse Cafe from 7.15am. Wednesday the 9th of December, the Chamber of Commerce holds its last Business at Dusk for the year at the Empire Theatre. See you there. Christmas Wreath Workshop at the Royal Hotel either Wednesday or Thursday the 10th from 6 till 8pm each night. And on Thursday the 10th of December, Ross Noble is on at the Empire Theatre from 8pm. The USQ Student Guild Christmas Tree Festival from Thursday the 10th through to Saturday the 12th nightly 
5.30 till 8.30pm. Entry is a gold coin donation. It's at the USQ Clive Berghofer Centre. Friday, the 11th of December, Fitzy's Feast with Stephen Bradbury is on from 12.30pm. And Abba Live is on at the Empire Theatre from 7.30 till 9.30. Saturday, the 12th of December, Tinker has Rainbow Resin Bangle and Earrings Workshop from 1pm. Also on Saturday the 12th, the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce Focus HR Business Excellence Awards are on at the Empire Theatre. Sunday the 13th of December sees the Scooter and Skate Workshop moving to Mulmerin this weekend, 9 to 1pm. Carol's in the CBD from 6pm at the Met Hotel. And markets, on Saturday the 12th of December, the Toowoomba's Farmers Markets are on from 7am under the windmill at Cobb Co Museum and the festive twilight markets from 4 till 8pm at the Mills Precinct. Then on Sunday the 13th of December, the Toowoomba PCYC markets at the PCYC Toowoomba from 6am. And don't forget the Makers markets from 8am at the Mills Precinct. See the Council Events page at tr.qld.gov.au or Facebook events for more details on any of these events. Well, that's it for another week. Thanks again to our local supporters, Recognition Plus. Find them at recognitionplus.com.au for all your promotional needs. If you have an event or business you would like to feature on the podcast, email us info at sjamedia.com.au. Please tell your friends about us and help us out by subscribing to the podcast. It's free. See you around, Toowoomba.